Thanks for listening. Appreciate you being here. Follow me over on Spotify. That's where the new podcast is. That's where you can find me. That's where we can connect and you'll see all new future episodes. The link is below or you can just jump over to Spotify and search Grow With Kobe. And now let's get rolling with the next episode. Welcome to Grow With Kobe. Listen, this is a podcast that can help us navigate in a more skilled way the life that's in front of us as parents, partners, individuals, professionals, whatever applies to you. And if we can understand the skills that will help us to create as little collateral damage as possible, if we can focus on the things that will get us to the place where we wanna go, if we have mindfulness of the skills, we can seriously understand who we are, which means we can better connect with the people who are around us. So come with me. This is gonna be raw, it will be unfiltered, It will be vulnerable. We'll talk about successes. We'll talk about miserable failures. But most importantly, you're going to get authenticity from me and from all my guests. So come on, come with me. Let's all go together. Okay, guys, I want to welcome you to this episode. I am really excited to have my guest on today. And um, my guest is Soraya Bastian. Uh, Known Soraya for a number of years. Um, She's probably close to 10 years. Um, probably eight years, I guess. Um, and Soraya has been on an incredible journey, not just herself, but she's also taken what she's done and she's built it out in effort to help all kinds of people around her. So um, Soraya, I'm excited to have you here. We're going to talk about trust. We're going to talk about why it's important to trust ourselves and how we trust ourselves. So, um, Sarai, just real quick, tell us a little about you. So that way our listeners know who you are. What, what the sound doing. of my voice sounds yes, like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. I'm very honored to be here. So, um, yeah, I am Soraya Bastian. My name is Soraya Bastian and I am a yoga therapist and I've been teaching yoga since 2006. Um, I took my yoga therapy certification in 2011 and I retrained, uh, it was a 1200 hour training. I retrained it in 2014, um, with a, with a specific, uh, outcome. I needed help in my life. Okay. I found myself, uh, reliving the same program and patterns, finding myself in the same relationships. Um, just thinking, you know, there was something wrong with everybody else. <laughs> and there uh, always is. Not, not that there was anything wrong. And, and, you know, even with that, there wasn't anything wrong with me. It's just that I was unaware of and unconscious of the way that I was presenting myself. Um, I, w- I was just receiving um, what I was open and available for, if that makes sense. <laughs> sure, totally um, does. So anyway, I, I have been working with men and women since 2014 in a clinical setting. I help people regain ownership of their body after trauma. And um, it's, it's been very healing and powerful. I, you know, I help people save their marriage and, um, and yeah, themselves and themselves. Yeah. First themselves and their marriage. Yeah. Right. I took, mm-hmm. I took your prana yoga class. Um, it was probably in 2018. I think it, no, 2000. Yeah. 2018. And it was a 12 week course. No, it wasn't a 12 week, eight it, weeks. Eight it was, weeks. Was it only eight weeks? It seemed yeah. like it went way longer than that. I think you did it twice. That's why. Okay. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> one good one uh-huh. deserves another. Uh, so, uh, but that, but that class was really, really, really helpful for me. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but that right in the middle of taking your class, right? That's when I developed and was diagnosed with anxiety mm. and depression mm-hmm. and started treatment for it. And it was like mental illness runs in my family, like blue eyes, but, um, I had never experienced it myself. And when I was in this place of like feeling this, this, uh, cylinder, like a Contigo water bottle spinning in my chest round and round and round faster and faster. And I couldn't stop it. It was like, what is mm-hmm. happening to me? So the mm-hmm. timing of the timing of, uh, taking that, taking, um, you know, your prana yoga class twice was really, uh, was, was really divine in truth because it was a space where I could learn to connect with myself mm-hmm. to learn, um, how to connect with my breath and to look within. And, um, I would like to say that taking that class cured me of my anxiety, but it didn't, and, but, it, yeah. but it was, but it was extremely helpful in understanding me. Mm-hmm. And so I have personal experience, um, having taken one of your courses, uh, and just interactions and so forth uh, outside of that with other people who have worked with you. And, um, you're just doing really, really important work, Soraya, really important work. And to, to help a person to the degree that you do, and then to see the ripple effects in the rest of their life, mm-hmm. the impact as, you know, as a partner, as a parent, as an individual from working on themselves, it's just, I'm sure you love it. I'm sure, I mean, you, you do it and you do it so well. It's been probably a super fulfilling thing for you, no? Thank you. Very fulfilling. Yeah. I wake up every morning excited about my life. Do you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. That's the coolest. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is the coolest. Good for you. Well, that's um, right. We want to talk about trust. Yeah. Okay? Trusting. Why is it important to trust ourselves and how do mm-hmm. we trust ourselves? Why is that even a thing? Because I, I can tell you right now, um, the way that I was raised, God bless my mom's soul. And I know that mm-hmm. she, she's passed on and um, it's been like 13 years, but um, I didn't, my mom taught me to trust her. Mm-hmm. and not to trust myself. Mm-hmm. And that right. wasn't intentional. That's just how it played out as I look back. Yeah. So that, <laughs> sorry, that bit me in the hind parts uh, right. repeatedly over and over and over again in life. Um, but from your perspective, why does that, how does that happen? How do people not learn to trust themselves? And what's the consequence of it? Like what happens because of that? Yeah, I think that you just nailed it on the head with the, your example of your mom. You know, we have, that, you know, we rely on other people to, um, we look to other people for answers in our own life. Yeah. Or we look to God. The same thing can be said for a, a religion, a religion, like, yes. Um, you know, we are taught to pray and to, um, you know, have conversations with God and to, ask for guidance and revelation, uh-huh. which I believe is absolutely there and is a divine gift. Um, but I think we're taught to do that outside of ourselves instead of within ourselves. And um, so when, you know, when we have to put on our big girl or our big boy panties in life, and we have major decisions to make the, the way that we show up in life is how we've been taught to show up in life. And so, you know, 
uh, for example, like I, I don't know that I looked to my mom to, I did, I, I trusted my mom and I love my mom uh, dearly. Um, but I also didn't want to disappoint her. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Me um, telling my yeah. story exactly. Yeah. And so a lot of the decisions I made in life, although my, although my body was speaking differently, um, I wanted to please my mom. I trusted her decision over, over myself. And then that correlated into my marriages where I began trusting my husband more than myself. And then that just screwed everything. <laughs> what trusting yeah. other people to do it for us. That doesn't, that doesn't work. What are you talking about? Right. But that's, you know, Kobe, is that more normal Soraya, than anything? Yeah. But what do you, what do you think? That's it, meaning like, is that, is that yeah. what you just described? you know, give or take, is that more normal than it isn't I in, think your, so. in your experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. And that's, I mean, unfortunately that keeps my business going. <laughs> um, <laughs> Makes you total know, sense. Because right? we don't learn this. We don't learn this thing in school. We don't learn how to trust ourselves. We don't learn these things in our Sunday school. Uh -huh. You know, we don't learn that we're taught always to seek answers externally. And I believe that that's, that's the opposite of what we should be doing. Very, very clearly stated, very yeah. clearly stated. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'll give you another, uh, a, a couple of other examples of, of how I didn't trust myself and, and what that looked like. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I, when I worked in, like when I was in the workplace, um, I, I worked in sales development and I would, my job was to interface with hundred percent sales commission people and the executives of the company in order to deliver to the salespeople what it, what in fact they needed. And this was like people who spoke English as their second language through Scandinavia, through the Baltics in Australia, etc. And um, I, was so fragile. Mm. Was so fragile, and my um, my my tentativeness was so apparent when I would talk. I'd I'd, I'd talk with the, the sales reps. Okay, we need this, 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 and this. I'd go back to the executives, the CEO, and I would say, "This is what they need." But I wouldn't come in in a very confident way. Mm -hmm. I would. I didn't trust myself that I knew enough of what they needed, but I did. I didn't, I, I wasn't able to, to represent the needs with confidence yeah. as though I trusted myself. So that totally um, compromised the ability for these other people to get the needs met that they actually mm. had mm. because I was unsure. Mm. Didn't know how to stand in front of the CEO and say, this is exactly what we need to do. And this is how we need to do it. Yeah. I, I came in unreadable. And it yeah, was but something you said there, Kobe, and I'm going to totally interrupt you Do right it. now Do it. because you said that your lack of trust made it impossible for the people to have their needs met. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And now let's put that into life. Okay. Your lack of trust within yourself uh -huh. has a ripple effect on everybody around you. Wow. Okay. So say more. Because that that was a hundred percent true for me in that in that scenario in, in terms of right. work. But say so let's more. put that into marriage, right? Okay. So I 
don't trust myself. I am tepid. I am looking for you to tell me what move to make next or what conversation to have or not have. Yeah. And my if I'm okay life, or not. Yeah. If I'm okay or not, if I'm showing up the way that I need to be for you, if I'm loving you the way that you need me to love you, if I'm showing up in life tepid, yeah, uh, unsure, then I am, there is a ripple effect in everybody around me. Nobody is because your partner is not going to like, eventually they either take control and love that control and it becomes a very abusive relationship or they become exhausted of having to continually tell you what to trust yourself, to be okay with yourself. Like, gosh, I can't keep, you know, just, just do it. Like, and for example, my 15 year old son, I love him dearly. He's amazing. He's an amazing human being. And he just got a job. He went out and he got a job. That's at, so um, cool. At a restaurant. That's yep. So that hired cool. 15 years old. And he was like, I need a job. And the one piece of advice I gave him was don't question yourself because he always questions everything he does. Mom, did it, did I do this right? Mom, is this okay? Mom, is this okay? And I'm like, buddy yeah have confidence that you just put everything that you could into this and trust yourself that you didn't walk halfway into this that you inserted everything that you believed in into this moment whether it's making a sandwich or not right (laughs) totally (laughs) just making sandwiches and wrapping them up but if he were to ask his manager is this right is this right? Is this how I'm supposed to do this? Oh, is this good yeah. enough? Are you okay with this? Instead of trusting himself, he's going to get fired. Yeah. Right? That's got to be exhausting. Just looking at that, that's got, that would be exhausting for an employer, a boss yeah. to be, to, to be interacting on every decision. Right. But then made. you take, yeah. then like I'm thinking about in my marriage, like, did I do something wrong? Did I do something wrong? What did I do? Why are you mad at me? Did I do something wrong? Like those questions, I just even saw a reel on Instagram the other day. It was like, you know, did I do something wrong? And then we're always questioning ourselves uh, in like, did you do something wrong? Because you know, if you did something wrong, yeah, you're not stupid. (laughs) Yeah. But because of that training, we've been taught to question ourselves and to have other people validate us. Like, no, no, you did great. Good job. Here's a pet pet on your hair or whatever it might be. Right. A thousand percent. You know, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm hearing um, this scenario of like the child parent relationship. Um, And, and, you know, I was married for a very long time and I, I, for many, 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 many years, thought like, man, it feels like I'm in, I'm the child, I'm the child. Mm. And, and my partner is the parent and I'm just being told either told what to do, or I'm being told that's not how you're supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and all the while, all I'm doing is seeking to be okay. Good enough. Right. Yeah. Am I okay? Am I good enough? Am I not messing up? And what was Mm -hmm. really interesting is my mom she was 5'2", 110 pounds. She was a redhead. She ran the show. Uh-huh. Like she ran the house. My dad was totally on board with that. But what's interesting is she was um, very passionate as a redhead, right? Hard to believe. She was passionate and she was demonstrative 
um, in her nonverbals, in her tone, in her mm. delivery. So um, I became super, super, I guess, dialed in and in tune with her nonverbals mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her tone and mm-hmm. her energy. And if I saw nonverbals that, that um, told me that I wasn't okay, then it was like, okay, how do I become? Yeah. Okay? And that right. whole mentality, yeah, I didn't know any difference. So that carried into my relationship and it caused all kinds of power. And, and the truth is sure. it wasn't fair to my former right. at all that I should have right. done that. But that was exactly how I did it because I never felt like I was okay. Yeah. But can I that. offer you the idea that you show, you presented yourself with your former yeah. and yeah. she accepted because of the program that you both played with each other. So yeah. you're the tepid, I'm not sure. And she's like, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So in one way you married your mom, quote unquote, and totally you just continued the program that you were living because that's all you knew. We, like yeah. I said at the beginning, like I was living a program and I kept inserting myself into different relationships with the same program and getting the same results. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the yeah. common denominator was me and not that there was anything wrong with me at all. Like I'm a very loving, good person, totally. but I didn't trust myself. And I sought for love everywhere I went. I held up a neon sign begging for people to love me. And I wanted to, I was told in my relationships that had I loved them better, Uh they wouldn't have done the things that they'd done unfaithfully to me as if my love was the problem. And so I tried to change the way I loved. I tried to change the way I acted. I tried to change the way I spoke because if I had that much power and control over you, then I also have the opportunity to fix you. Right. Mm, That's interesting. But also with that, um, like I have the opportunity to let, let me see if I, I said that clearly, like if, if you're telling me what I need to do in order to get love yes. from you, I'm going to do it. And so I'm the, I'm the one that's like, tell me what to do, master. Tell me what to do. Totally. And then I found the men who were like, I'll tell you what to do. And it's like dragging a carrot in front of a rabbit's fate or a horse's whatever, whatever. That yeah. Yeah. Is. Yeah. In front of the horse. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you're never going to get it. You're yeah. never going to get it. No matter because what Because we're not meant, do. we're not meant to like as, 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 is creations of God, higher power, universe, whatever, whatever your deity is, we actually are meant to, because we're individuals, we're meant to trust ourselves. We're meant to have identity. Yeah. We're meant to, um, that, that, that's just what we're meant to do. But yeah. the context that we, that we grow up in um, obviously has influence on it. So um, how do I know? So, so let's ask this question, Straya. How do I know if I, if I'm listening to this, right, this episode, how do I know if I actually trust myself or if I don't? Because it's kind of a scary thing mm-hmm. to say, wait, actually, do I trust myself mm-hmm. or not? Like, mm-hmm. So where does that put me? So yeah. how, do, how, how can someone know if they trust themselves or not? That's a deep question and probably one that would take more <laughs> than you know the time that we have. Yeah, and yeah. what I mean by that is, it's, there's not like, if I were to ask myself, okay, so I do trust yourself. I don't have a visual green box with a check mark in it that says yes. So I even have to trust the fact that I trust myself. Okay. Right. Yeah. So how do you do that? Um, 
you know, how, what does that feel like for you? Um, you know, as you step into this, this world of, of trusting yourself versus seeking for that trust in other people, you have to start small with yourself. And, you know, I, I, I read something on psychology.com and I cannot remember the author. I apologize, but it was a, a couple months ago. And, and, you know, they talked about abuse in relationships because really if you're in a relationship where one person has control and the other person doesn't, mm-hmm. uh, th- th- you know, is that, uh, I'm trying to catch up to you, you, your highness or your greatness. Right. Um, and that both of them are, are playing that role, but neither of them trust themselves. They're mm. seeking on other people. Right. So like, if I'm the controller, I'm, I am expecting you to do what, um, you're going to do to make me feel better and vice versa. Okay. Yeah. So there's yeah. this, there's this program, this play that's happening, but what happens is you have to start. Tr- uh, well, what I was going to say is in the article, it said, you know, when you're in a relationship like that, it, it, um, you, you start by not being able to make a small decision. Like what do you want for dinner? You know, for example, uh, you can't make the decision and you, you become like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But you really do care, but you just don't care because it's not worth the argument or, or is it also, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Right. Right. Whatever you want. You know, like I, I know we're just going to do whatever you want to do anyway. So you just go ahead and choose. That's That's not really what you're thinking, but that's kind of, you know, it's there, but it's not there. But, um, you know, and then eventually with time, you know, that, that inability to make a decision on a small scale develops to where you cannot make any decisions for yourself. And you're seeking for somebody else to tell you what to do with every decision in your life. And for myself, you know, I remember, um, at the end of my, of my divorce in 2014, I was in uh, Nordstrom rack and I was looking for clothes and I was like, I don't even know what I like to wear. I tried so hard to, you know, uh, fit the bill of who I thought he wanted me to be. And I trusted wow. his version of me over the version of myself that I had completely lost myself. And so, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's just amazing. But, you know, then you think about even ending a marriage and I, I got off the phone the other day with a client who was like, I just want him to make the decision. Even then she's like, I'll just wait because maybe if he does enough work, he'll realize that we're not going to work. And I don't want to make the wrong decision. So I'm just going to let him make that decision. Like this is about your marriage. This is uh, the, the life change. This is, this is it. And, and to put it to somebody else. Yeah. But that's what she's done her whole marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That right? makes sense. She doesn't I mean, that was me really. That was right. me. Right. They, and I, I did the same thing, you know, like, I just wish that he divorced me already. Good God. If he's going to keep cheating on me, why, you know, why stay with me? Yeah. But I left it up to him for so long to make the changes, you know, to prove to me that he was trustworthy to, you know, make the decision on whether or not we were going to stay married. And I promise you that that decision is one that every <laughs> woman that I talk to deals with. Like, yeah. I don't know whether I should stay married 
or not. And they wait for their partner to make that decision for them. Like, what do you want? And can you trust yourself enough to step into that powerfully, knowing that you're not going to look back, knowing that you're not going to go back and knowing that as you move forward into a new relationship, you're not going to end up in the same one that you did. Yeah. Because if you do, you're just going to experience the same thing over Same thing over again. Okay. So you spurred a question in my head. And that is when people are saying, Soraya, um, <laughs> I have my hand on my forehead trying to think. It's like my <laughs> thinking face. But when, when, when people are trying to make a decision, but, they, but they're hesitant to actually make it, what... What other influences in that person's life keep them from not making a decision because they don't want to be air quotes wrong? So I, I'll give you, for instance, like like for me, um, when I the, the whole concept of of divorce, right? And I'm on I'm, I'm just on the heels of the uh, of it being finalized, okay? Mm-hmm. But. I will say this, that there were numerous cultural factors in my life that were in place that told me that it was wrong or bad or uh, any number of things. If I did, yeah, unhealthy, if I did, Uh if Uh I did divorce. So, um, Mm -hmm. and it was my, my family expectations, right? Uh No one in my on my, for instance, on my dad's side, no one had been divorced. I've seen a lot of unhealthy relationships. Yeah, right. But, but, <laughs> but, but don't you no, dare get exactly right. You might be miserable, but don't you dare go get divorced. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but that's a, that's the cult, that was the family norm, the cultural norm in my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was also the cultural norm in, um, in church for me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, it would be, it would be no different than, um, no, that's not that. What I was going to say doesn't that doesn't apply. But what I'm saying is, is it feels like to me that there are decisions, there there were implications that that I was afraid of 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 facing if mm-hmm. I did make this really heavy mm-hmm. um, choice that would cause me to wait. Am I good enough if I go against? Am mm-hmm. I if I go against my family norm? Am I am I is this decision going to be okay if I do what my parents didn't teach me mm-hmm. to do? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be okay if I do what my church tells me or what God tells me mm-hmm. not to do? Well, and there that's again, like that last one, what God tells me not to do is like, what is that based off? Because right? Is that God, God or is it, <laughs> is it yeah. somebody's opinion of uh-huh. what ought to happen? Their God may have said about their marriage, but that doesn't mean that that's your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So how, how, how do, how do people in your experience, how do people learn to trust themselves when there are so many cultural norms that mm-hmm. are so, that they're so deeply involved with and ingrained yeah, so in? loud. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Like that's, uh-huh. that's yeah. hard. It's loud is what it is. I think you say know, more? it's, when it's you say loud. loud. Yeah. It's loud. Like the outer noise of fear is really loud. And, um, <laughs> this sounds silly, but like learning how to listen to your inner voice, mm-hmm. um, and trust yourself over anybody is 
is your own and nobody else can perceive that the way you do. And nobody else can feel that the way you do. And nobody else can know that the way you do, like no matter what and how many yeah. words you tried to use to describe it, um, <clears throat> it's yours. And that's the result of trusting yourself over anybody is that, and you know, and this is the thing, Kobe, it's not done out of, it's not done out of vile. It's not done out of punishment. It's not done out of, um, ego. It's not done out of, um, haste. Like, you know, you think about that, like, cause I work with a lot of women and they're all, they always feel so selfish. Like I'm on sales calls with them or wait, 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 hold on. <clears throat> You're saying that the, that the women with whom you work who are questioning their ability to trust themselves, they're what they feel selfish. Holy moly. Okay. Yes. So that, that's like a huge thing. Yes. Where the hell does that come from? Yeah. Because they are going to listen to themselves, get the help they need in order to make a good life for them. Yeah. Um, they're not worthy of that. Right. That's what their thought is like, uh, you know, that, and that's where that trust comes in too. Like we're taught, let's see if I can phrase this the way that it's coming in my mind, because as you were speaking, <clears throat> that fear of acting on a light of trust is a result of your not knowing that you are good enough. Yeah. 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 And, and would you also say, would you also say what precedes knowing that you're good enough is knowing really who you are? That, and that's, that's, that goes back to what I just said in that it's not done out of ego. It's not done out of, I'm better than you. It's not done out of anything beyond the fact that I am this spirit being, and I have this one life in this amazing body and I am living it in hell. <laughs> and then uh, another cultural uh, norm might be, well, this is a challenging life for you. You have to, you know, out, out come the test that's been presented for you, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you know, because this life is hard. And, and I, my response to that is what's hard is holding yourself sacred. Oh. You will never do anything as hard in your whole life as to honor yourself, honor your sacredness and to show up in life as that, um, through those refining moments of, sh could I swear? Please shit hitting the fan. <laughs> yeah. Right. In those refining moments, I am going to continue to honor myself and hold myself sacred. It's not me against you. It's me for me and you for you so that we can be period. Yeah. Both of us as whole beings, because we are not benefiting anybody or anything going back to your original conversation with your <laughs> sales. When I don't trust myself and I don't show up in this world as my whole being, I am not benefiting myself and I am not benefiting you. It has a ripple effect. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, it just brought a lot of, uh, emotion to me hearing your last because I I know personally how scary it can be to trust yourself mm -hmm. 
when when you when you do operate against or go against the the norm mm-hmm. no matter what it is no matter what it is and that is a scary 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 place but um but i guess i, I guess the and so for for example case in point is making the decision to to uncouple from my former that was intensely intensely challenging and hard and i had to i, I knew for sure in the process of of, of that making that decision straya I knew that I had to gather information from my support network mm-hmm. that was around me, mm-hmm. the people that knew me the most, the people that knew my former the most, um, that understood the details. And I had to, um, to factor into the equation their feedback, their, uh, their approach, you know, um, their observations. But ultimately, I had to make the decision myself. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was really, really important for me though, to, in the process of making the decision, the process of coming to what my truth was to have that context, hmm. to really face it and say, am I deluding myself here? Am I living in some kind of like pie in the sky mm-hmm. fantasy, or am I really grounded in reality so that I can trust myself? And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I'll say this, that <clears throat> the week I made that decision, I, I told you this before the call, I journaled a lot that week. And the thought that was repeated over and over was trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Trust. I, I could not, that thought repeated in my mind over and over and over. And when I look back, Sraya, that was really sacred to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it was. I really think my mom was was there with me. Mm. I was my mom's favorite, by the way. I, I won't say yeah. that <laughs> out of seven, but but um, my mom and I had very similar roads, and um, being able to have that reassurance of that thought made me. This is what it made me do, though. When I said trust myself, I'm like, okay, what am I trusting? Mm-hmm. And I trusted, number one, the fact that I was living an integrous life. I was mm-hmm. not living a double mm-hmm. life. I was, I was living the life that I knew I needed to for the most part. Okay. Second, I knew that I was day-to-day taking care of myself in a way that could help me accept whatever truth I needed to in order to grow. And I'm not talking specifically about this in terms of my uncoupling from my former, but, but just in general, just in life. Do you as, know a I mean? yeah. Yeah, as, uh-huh. as a being. Yeah. And, um, but then I had to trust Straya, the work that I had put in uh-huh. to my journey, meaning uh, <laughs> pranayoga with Sraya. Mm-hmm. It's called Beyond Breath now, by the way. Beyond Breath. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, 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 for sharing that. Mm-hmm. MBSR, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. Uh-huh. Yep. EMDR, ART, Neural yep. Feedback, wearing the beautiful cap with all these electrodes on my head. Uh-huh. Talk therapy, group therapy, tw- like all these things yep. over long periods of time. Yeah. 
that I could not be where I am today had I not done that work. Because by unraveling the thoughts of I can't trust myself, that's what allowed me to really see and Mm -hmm. and who Mm -hmm. I was. And once I was able to do that, then that showed up in my in my decisions, especially the very hardest decision I've had to make in my life, which is uncoupling. And um, because it was the healthiest, the absolutely healthiest thing for me. But I I think what I'm kind of getting at here is, is using your reference of the Nordstrom rack, right? It's like, what, what do I like to wear? Right. Mm -hmm. We have to, uh, what I'm hearing is, is we have to know who we are and we have to accept who we are and realize that who we are isn't bad. It isn't good. It isn't right. It isn't wrong. It's just us. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And that needs to be, mm-hmm. that needs to be embraced. It doesn't need to be who we are. doesn't need to be judged by anybody else, but especially ourselves. Right. Yeah, But also that knowledge isn't defined like to where you could look it up in the dictionary and be like, Kobe is da, 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 because the knowledge of who you are is expansive. And every True. day as you whole, as you show up as your whole self, like you said, you did in your marriage, like you were taking care of yourself. You were living an, an, a life with integrity. Yeah. Um, you know, you are, as you continue to show up in life as that person, your knowledge of who you are will only grow. So like you did the work to start that out and now you get the rest of your life to be able to continue to explore that and discover that. And that means that when the shit does hit the fan, who are you going to be? And when you get that random email from your ex-wife's new husband, who are you going to be? (laughs) You know, like you have no idea what experiences there are for you for the rest of your life. And if you continue to show up as your whole self, as your sacred being, then you will only continue to refine who and what that is for you. And and will that not like as <laughs> I as I learn, Soraya, um, as I continue to learn who I am, as I continue to understand who I am, will that not, in theory, anyways, help me to um, strengthen my position to be more firmly grounded in my ability to make decisions and right. trust myself? Yeah. And your whole world will change everything will change. Your whole universe will change because you will be presenting yourself as a completely um, whole being. Uh, It's beautiful. Yeah. Your whole world will change. That's beautiful. I was going to say something, Kobe, to your asking everybody around you, because there's a lot of that, you know, when you decide to make the decision to end a marriage, you know, people ask, their therapists, they want their therapists to make the decision again, going back to that, like they want their husbands to make the, they, you know, their other spouse to make the decision. They look to their family members or their neighbors or whatever it is. And they seek for that validation. Mm-hmm. And, um, even, you know, even if I, you know, my mom told me all the time that I needed to leave my husband and I, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And the decision, the decision has to be yours ultimately. And, Um, the thing is I advise this, uh, with all of my clients, you cannot make a decision to get divorced until you have shown up in your marriage as a whole being Yeah. until you have done the work and you know that you have held nothing back and you are not 
held as sacred, like your partner continues to push boundaries or questions you or criticizes you or um, is not, doesn't hold you sacred. Uh, and again, like I, my husband was like, I don't understand that word, but uh, <laughs> I, I try to put it in like, um, well, like, you know, uh, more simpler terms, but like when you have done the work and you and you are there present, open, um, vulnerable, honest, and your uh, partner still has armor up or questions or is fearful of your change of your wholeness and they cannot honor you in your whole self, then, then the decision can be made, but then it's not, uh, it's still very painful, but it's not, um, there's a peace with the pain, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's no, like the, the pain is no indicator of poor decision-making. Right. It's just a heartbreak of uh, an ending of something that meant a lot to you. And that just means you loved. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. I'm, I, I, I keep having the thought of what you said earlier with your son um, in terms of like, you're like, dude, trust yourself. Like mm-hmm. you did great. Mm-hmm. So trust yourself. You know, I'll have um, Ellie, my youngest, she's 11. And um, she will often come like, dad, what do you think I should do here? And, and it's funny that you said that because my message based upon my own sad, painful <laughs> experience of not trusting myself is like, Ellie, trust your gut, mm-hmm. follow your gut mm-hmm. into it. And no matter what happens, if you do that, any outcome is going to be okay. Yeah. Because you've got to be able to do that. And so giving, I guess, from, from a parental, like a, a parental standpoint, mm-hmm. em, like embracing that concept and idea and giving kids permission to trust themselves and to make decisions, that's, that's imperative. And I, and, yeah. and the truth is, is I wish that I could have had that message. But the truth is, is that my mom was so, I mean, my mom was bulimic all of my life mm-hmm. until, until she died and she struggled desperately with, with, um, uh, the demons that came from all of yeah. that, et cetera. Yeah. So she didn't trust herself. So how on the green earth was I supposed to learn how yeah. to trust myself when she didn't either? Sure. So, so, so really we're saying, I guess our argument here is, is it's not just about us. It is about us first and foremost, learning ourselves enough, learning about who we are to trust ourselves enough so that we can show up authentically and vulnerably, like you said, but also it's what the, 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 the subsequent generations, mm-hmm. our kids, our grandkids do in terms of learning how to trust themselves as well. Yeah. And there's generations I'm sure in my family, on my mom's side that didn't trust themselves. Mm-hmm. So even though this, this, uh, this really hard decision to uncouple from my kids former or from my former, that's going to be really, really hard, but mm. it also is going to come with a message. Mm-hmm. And that is when I learned who I was mm-hmm. and I did all the deep work and I was able to trust myself. Then I had to embrace what mm-hmm. that outcome meant. And in this case, it was the healthiest decision for me. Right. Um, and not everybody's got to face that decision, I, I, admittedly, for oh, sure. Right. Oh, no. yeah. Kevin. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it only works when, when both couples can show up as, as whole beings. If yeah. not, you'll continually be questioned or your boundaries will be pushed or you'll be asked to, I, I don't mean to say like step down as if you're higher than them, but. Yeah. Go back to the old way that things were before and 
and you're, and you're not, you're not okay with that. You yeah. know, you can't, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote something the other day, Kobe, as you were saying that about, you know, trust your gut. And this goes to your daughter, this goes to my son, but this goes to everybody. There's no wrong decision when you listen to your body and trust yourself. There is only an opportunity to expand. Mm, that's really beautiful. Read that again, please. There is no wrong decision when you listen to your body and trust yourself. There is only an opportunity to expand. Oh, that's beautiful. So there is, is no wrong or right. I believe that there is no wrong or right. Going, you know, going back to the idea of like it's wrong according to my family or my religion or whatever. Like, yeah, there there isn't. But what there is is an opportunity for you to to learn and to grow. And if yeah. you if you sit in the place of fear, not trusting yourself, you don't grow. You don't expand, and that is more harming to you than anything. Yeah, well and, said. Yeah. You're not, again, you're not benefiting anybody. Yeah. Are you sitting in, in stillness? That's not who you're meant to be. No, no, no. And, and moreover, moreover, I do know for sure when I was in that place, Raya, like in the, in the workforce where I didn't trust myself, it was tumultuous. It was, mm-hmm. so, it was taxing emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally. It, it was, mm-hmm. it was so, so challenging and it was worth, I mean, it's been worth all the effort. It's so, so, so hard to drill down really deep and face mom wounds, dad wounds, and all the traumatic experiences that I, that I, that I did deal with. But when you drill down deep enough and identify those wounds that kept you from trusting yourself, that kept you questioning mm-hmm. yourself, and you can, you can really find the truth and, and uh, reverse that, then um, from there, growth is is only the path in front of you. Like okay. the only path in front of you is growth, yeah. is development, right? Is expansion. Yeah. And then and then from there, you can do all kinds of good to help people. Yeah, you. that's right. You know? yeah. So right, this has been really beautiful. And um, I've I've just really, really enjoyed your your thoughts and your experience and your context. And um, I do want to invite you back again because you touched on one thing that was really important. And and it's it's listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Because I know for certain, like what set Vessel Van der Kolk, the author, his book, mm-hmm. The Body the Keeps, Keeps the, the Score, score uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. That is, that was a mystery to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand what that was mm-hmm. until I read it and really started to dig into it. So um, if you'd be willing, I'd love to have you back so yeah, we can talk about that. how our body communicates with us mm-hmm. to, to reinforce the idea that we are living in our truth or to tell us and give us feedback. Yeah. Hey, look, we're not aligned with actually who we really are. Yep. And, and there's subtle ways, right? Like yeah. there's, there's subtleties, but um, that would be beautiful because um, there's way more communication that happens from our body to our souls and our minds than what we probably, re- I know for sure than what I ever realized. Right. Um, but that's a key component of being able to trust ourselves is being able yep. to listen to ourselves. So that's right. Soraya, um, where can people find you? Um, Beyond Breath, um, you talked about, but where, where can people find you? Where, yeah, so I'm on Instagram uh, at Soraya.Bastion. I am trying to get into the Facebook world. You can find my page there, Beyond Breath, um, or backpocketyoga.com. And I'm, yeah, I... Um, and what are some I, of the services? What, what, what can people expect when they, yeah. when they reach out? What are some of the variations of the things that, so, that you provide? Um, right now I, I work with women and that's been kind of my focus is helping women. And this is what's interesting is I, I help women save their marriage. And, you know, I help women who have 
dependent on their husband to build trust um, and have not been able to find that trust within themselves. And, and they're, they're breaking their marriage. Like their, their marriage is not ending because of infidelity or, um, you know, addiction. It's ending because of the distrust that they have. And so I work mm. with women um, to help them find true control. And I just, I, I have an online co- co- uh, coaching course that's called Beyond a Breath. And um, it's very fulfilling and has, um, has been beneficial for so uh, multiple hundreds of women by this point. So it's that's awesome. Cool. That's yeah. a big deal. And they can yeah. find that, they can find that course at Beyond Breath. Um, so what would happen is actually you just schedule a consultation with me. Um, you know, I, I try to make sure that I can, I can help you. It's a good fit. Yeah. Make sure it's a good fit. Um, you know, if you're not in a place where you want the help that I offer and you're okay to let go of the, uh, the perceived control that you have and find true control, then I can't help you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just start with a consultation and it's free and you can find the link to that on my Instagram or on my website, back pocket yoga. And we just start with that and see if, um, if what I do can help. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and what's beautiful about that is, is that, um, you're totally relying on the energy of the fit mm-hmm. to be really de- the decision maker. Cause, cause your message won't resonate with everybody. My no. message won't resonate with everybody. And that's meant to be that way. And that's not right or wrong. It just is. Right. But what you're saying is, is with that consultation, you'll know, and they'll know yeah. if they're ready and if yep. it's a good fit. That's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, keep doing good. Keep doing Thank what you. you're doing. I really appreciate your time and your insights, your expertise. And uh, guys, if you've listened to this episode and you've enjoyed any part of it or have had any insights or ahas, share this. Share this episode because um, we simply want to do good. And we want to help people learn how to trust themselves. And I think we've kind of given a a pretty decent case as to why that's important. And if you don't, what's going to happen? And you can learn from my painful experiences vicariously. Yeah, mine (laughs) too. Right? (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much, Soraya. And um, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. It was so good having you. Really glad you're here. Please share this episode if anything spoke to you. And if you like what you heard, subscribe. Love to hear from you. Also, if you would like to join me on an episode to walk through any kind of situation or scenario that's been really tough and challenging in life, go to growwithkobe.com and click on the email button and send me an email and let me know what your situation is, what you'd like to talk about, what you'd like to talk through.